you've reached Emily Froelich. Please leave a message. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Hello, I'm Jason Weiner, and this week on Checking In, we check in with Emily Froelich. Emily lives life for the fun of it. She figures it's better than the alternative. After spending her early years as a visual artist in New York, she became a farmer, then a butcher. These days, she's a cheesemonger. We'll ask her where the curds are and she'll show us the way. This week, on Checking In, with Jason Weiner. Hello. Hello, Emily. This is Jason Weiner checking in. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Your phone sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's really old. Huh. I think it's... Maybe 10 years old. Really? It's really old. Now, that's a remarkable thing. You've kept it for 10 years. It's tiny. Is it a flipper phone? No, it's not a flipper. But it's really small. I like it because it's small. Yes, I feel phones have definitely gotten way too big. Everybody looks like they're talking on calculators. Well, there you go. Did you get the phone? Because I'm fascinated by you on so many levels, Emily. I've got to say, you've got... You, I mean, you contain multitudes, I feel like, because and in, you are a South Carolinian, is that correct? That is correct. So in addition to being a South Carolinian, you have been a, a chicken farmer? That's true, yep. And did you do any kind of, I guess you don't farm chickens, do you? What do you do with a chicken, do you? Well, we raised them for eggs and meat, but um, chickens, pigs, turkeys, cows, and vegetables. So the vegetables is your classic farming, right? With a hoe and a, uh, uh, I guess, a straw hat of some kind and overalls. Oh, yeah. And so, but I guess, so you have like literally like the platonic ideal of a farm, like where Babe lives, it sounds like, right? Like you had everything. Yeah, yeah. And did you... Rotational grazing. That's what they call it. And you move all the animals around. And what, so what, who is the king of the animals in that scenario? I don't know. They all serve their... Their purpose, but the pigs are the. I, I picture the pigs being the top of the pole, top of the totem pole. Maybe just because of Babe, I don't know. But they feel like the the senior animal in that. They're the most entertaining. I, I was surprised by how much I liked them. They're Berkshire pigs, so they're kind of a fancy breed. Oh, and the, but they're not bred for their personality, or they're bred for their deliciousness. Is that correct? Both, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're very uh, docile. Interesting. So, th- but that is, that's kind of a tragic um, predicament that the better their personality gets, the more delicious they become. <laughs> I don't think that it has to do with with that so much. But if, if one was like really aggressive, you would eat them. Oh. And then if they were really nice, you wanted to use them for breeding stock. So that's kind of how that whole thing works. I see. So the troublemakers um, wind up on the dinner plate. Exactly. Huh. 
And how much like how much leeway do you give a a wayward pig? Does he get like three infractions before he makes it to the menu? Or <laughs> well, it depends on their age too. Like if it's a boar, we didn't castrate pigs, so they would end up being food earlier because you don't want them to get what is called boar taint, which it would uh, make the meat taste bad if they hit puberty. So he only wanted one boar because boars are a lot to deal with. But Snuffy was our boar. He was really sweet. Hmm. But he will grow tusks eventually, right? And really be like a a real tough guy, right? Yeah. I mean, the Berkshire pigs are close to being a wild pig. So they're, they're not they're not the pink domesticated, you know, factory pigs. Mm-hmm. They're more, more wild, I guess, is a way to put it. It's an old breed. They root, and that's what's kind of nice about them for sustainability purposes is you can clear land with pigs. Hmm. So if, say, you got rid of some scrub pine, which is less desirable than, like, you know, hardwood trees, so then you run the pigs through and they will root everything up and keep the pines from coming back. And then you can perpetuate things that you want there, like huh. oak trees or persimmons or, you know, something useful. Now, is a persimmon useful? I, we had a persimmon tree in uh, my best friend's house and it was just, you'd be running around barefoot and then all of a sudden you get a big gross squish of persimmon under your foot. And I always uh, did not like a persimmon. Yeah. I don't particularly like persimmons, but if you're raising hogs, it's great because they fall down and then they, oh, okay. you know, it's free food. So that's what we were missing, I guess, is a pig. <laughs> he just needed a pig. After finally solving I mean, the riddle like really of the childhood persimmon place. tree, talk turned to other aspects of, of her life on a farm until eventually we returned to the city of New York. And the strange appetites of lockdown. And how did you do during the um, the dark winter of the pandemic? Because that was a very um, trying well, I time for the me. whole time, which was like oh, so you got somewhere to go. That was nice. Yeah, it was like at the public market. Initially, it was kind of terrifying because I was like, I'm going to die. I encountered like 500 people today. <laughs> so there was still, I guess it's a food service, right? Oh yeah, I forget. So, I mean, I think of Essex yeah. as like a treat, but I guess people just shop there, right? Yeah, we were uh, essential, so. Did it have like when it was real, because I feel like February, like when it was snowing a lot, like it just had, I felt the city just had a quality of just like desolation. Like, I don't know if that, when like we everyone. sold so many beans. I swear to God, I never thought like, I, I'm just impressed at how many beans were consumed. Like 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 bean like stewing beans like or coffee. Yeah, we sell uh, Rancho Gordo beans. They're really excellent beans, and people the word got out, and then everybody was buying beans like constantly. And I was like, that huh. person just bought beans, and now they're buying more. Be- and like, how are, how is everyone eating so many beans? Huh. I mean, we sold cheese too, but like. Good grief, the beans. Interesting. What is a bean? Would you just make um, like beans? Would you make a soup, a bean soup? <laughs> just like a pot of beans, I guess. Cassoulet, any kind of bean. 
so it's that kind of thing, but it's just kind of like a sluicey kind of gooey beanie type of thing, right? Yeah, you're into sluicing. Are you a gold miner? I would like to be a gold miner, but I think not for the wealth, but for the sluicing, I've got to say. I just, I, sluice <laughs> is a great word. I think it's got a lot to offer. But all that said, it does seem like the city has kind of gotten back to normal these days. It's just regular crazy now. It's fine. And I think regular crazy is, you know, the best we can hope for. And I feel less crazy having talked to you. Well, good. Thanks for checking in, Emily. It's been a pleasure. This has been Jason Weiner, checking in. All right. People do milk donkeys, people milk camels, but But why? In order to sell the the building so that it could be turned into a hotel that was going to be in the shape of a sushi roll. If you could like, you kept trying to try to creep around people and not be noticed. And then if they like caught your eye or something, decided to go crazy on you then they're blathering at you (laughs) you're like hmm are you gonna kill me with a knife or with your spit